Welcome, Multiversers, to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast, brought to you by Anchor, where we guide you through the vastness of space and time from your favorite movies and entertainment. On today's episode, we're diving into episode three of Marvel's What If, now available on Disney+. Plus. Spoilers ahead if you haven't watched it yet. My name is Dylan. Joining me this discussion is the Watcher himself, my co-host Akram. Will be your guide this episode as you ponder the question, what if? Akra, my friend, this show, like the industry, as you always say, is uh, evolving. With yes, he said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I understood that reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, episode three feels a lot darker than the first two. Did you feel this shift in tone was effective? Yeah, I definitely did. I feel like uh, I wish that more. I mean, again, it does does remind me of like classical Disney where they have like lighthearted stuff, but like the theme overall is very dark. And so this just this was definitely in their ballpark. And I'm glad that they actually went with this type of tone. Um, I hope that we see I guess zombies uh, will see some of that, too. So I can't wait to see what's what what the future has for the darkness of the MCU, um, especially a blade. So uh, I think this is this is definitely like a stepping stone for them. Um, I mean, Winter Soldier was kind of dark as well, you know, and this definitely was like a more so the espionage type of way. Um, and surprisingly, a Nick Fury episode. Yeah, it was a lot. I wouldn't say graphic, but it was a lot uh, more violent. <laughs> it was yeah. very ballsy, very ballsy this episode, like even with like the murders and like uh, like Hulk was very violent. <laughs> I didn't that expect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. expect that to happen. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought there was going to be like blood exploding or some shit, but they, yeah. they, they got to make it PG. So they made it green or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just green mist. <laughs> right. But yeah, they definitely um, took some risks with this episode, but I think it worked really well. Um, it's it's a lot more mature than the first two episodes uh, where like in the first two, oh, you kind of like just, they're just playing with themes, but this one definitely feels like a, like a butterfly effect, right? Um, seeing what would happen if the Avengers never took place. So, but I, I do love the, uh, like the murder mystery kind of like depiction. It's kind of like a whodunit kind of episode. Um, you know, when you think about it, it's like, there's, there's a lot of like potential candidates that could have been like the murderer, right? Even, even before the Avengers, right before they, start like amassing villains and stuff there's still like a lot of people out there who like hate shield um spoilers ahead but uh yeah what did you think of like hank pym being the the murderer i enjoyed that i felt like that was really left field but so is chitala star lord um i thought it was ghost from ant-man and the wasp at first it made sense but then all of a sudden oh shit here's hank pym um he did remind me kind of like those eyeshadow things did remind me of the sorcerer supreme uh dr strange so that was funny um i do like his costume as well uh it, and again it's very accurate to the comics because hank pym was yellow jacket at some point um so here he has obviously the yellow jacket tech um they're never gonna probably go into how he got that but I, I i like it i like the color scheme um i think it's 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 good it gets the point across too as yellow jacket because those things on his shoulders were like hanging high um just like the original concept uh but i wish that he also had like the symbol of the wasp too like i wish they went with that that would be really neat but yeah i liked it i i really liked that i was surprised by like who died um i believe hope right so hope died um apparently so that was that was a shocker uh, so he lost everything right and so that's i mean 
they changed his character, but it, it matched. It blended really well because he's just so destroyed by the fact that nobody he thought that nobody remembers Hope or respects her enough. Oh, wait, to didn't like match- um wasn't yeah. Joyce already born at that time? Oh, I'm sorry. I said Hope. Uh, no, no, Hope was the one that died. But I'm saying wasn't Joyce his daughter? Uh, I was I was gonna say that no by accident. I, I, no, wait, Janet Van Dyne is his wife, right? And so Hope is the daughter right Wait. yeah you got me confused <laughs> i was like hold yeah on. what hold up. hope it's hope my... van dyne it's yeah. always been hope <laughs> yeah no hope hope died uh so that's why i was like oh so he definitely lost everything so he's just this lonely man um that's on revenge and uh it you know he, obviously hank pym as yellow jacket was definitely the aggressor and so here he was as well I mean, he kind of took on the Zemo aspect. I think that you said before the discussion that he definitely you thought there was maybe Zemo. At yeah, some well, point. I mean, it could have been Zemo, but I, yeah. it wouldn't have made sense because uh, Zemo was an after effect, right? It was like cause and effect because of the Avengers uh, grouping together. That's what caused Zemo. But so, um, but yeah, it was an int- interesting choice to use uh, Hank Pym because he is still kind of like doing his thing before uh, before Avengers one. So. And they kind of made him, <laughs> they kind of gave him like like a madman kind of look in the animation, which I thought was cool because he looked more villainous. Yeah. Um, and it's scary to think about like his powers too, like if they were used for like evil and shit, like he could get away with so much shit, right? Because he's just like so Absolutely. talented. Like that's why like I was wondering like uh, how did a uh, Hulk like die and shit? I was like, oh shit. Like and then it made sense because, you know, he's he's on a microscopic scale, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I thought it was like a Batman got involved or something because he knew everyone's weaknesses. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that just goes to show, like, that's definitely like it's so nice. Re- what if it's really refreshing? Because you definitely could see how characters can develop in different ways, right? And uh, how dangerous they are, right? So should they be kept? Like, here's the thing too: the Sokovian Accords were they right? Because look what happened with Hank Pym, right? He was this uh, beloved hero within Shield, and then all of a sudden, his downfall was displayed here. So definitely pondered the question, what if for that, uh, should the Sokovian Accords uh, definitely like remain? You know what I mean? Um, it definitely begs the question. Yeah, definitely. And then it's it was cool. It was like, a re- like you said, it's refreshing because it's cool to see like uh, like all the phase one Marvel movies like brought together. Right. It's cool to see like uh, uh, Ross and uh, his daughter. Right. From Hulk. And then. Um, yeah. 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 I wonder if that's Liv Tyler. Yes. I love Phil Coulson seeing him again. Brings back a lot of memories of Agents of Shield. That's like I loved Agents of Shield. I watched it through the end, and and it's uh it's kind of not I wouldn't say bittersweet such as Chadwick's last portrayal of T'Challa, but it definitely uh it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Just to see him again. Uh, I I love his character. Um, I don't know if they'll ever use him again after this, right? Because who knows? You know what I mean? Maybe this is just the last time we'll see him. I don't know. So it definitely makes me feel like oh man, I feel kind of bad now you know um it's cool again this this episode is really centered i thought it was gonna be centered around black widow but surprisingly it was more so nick fury and uh i don't know i feel like this is a greater display of like his prowess and stuff like that and like how far he'll go um compared to like other things we've seen in marvel because really we definitely see like the insides of like shield and like him talking to people on the phone like getting stuff done this and that right um he, he like he always kind of reminded me of Amanda Waller, like of Amanda Waller, but like I guess more, you know, more of a saint compared to Amanda Waller. Um, but well, he's definitely more trusting. Like he even says, yeah. like in the beginning, like he took a like a risk, like taking in a Russian agent 
right yeah as, absolutely. as a shield operative so yeah he i mean he in in a way he is like amanda waller right because um, yeah. you know because he he takes risks right i mean he's he even said in winter soldier like he he doesn't trust anybody but there's like few like that really like have his trust that he knows he can like rely on like uh black widow or steve or barton right um but yeah this was definitely his episode to to shine um it was cool to see him like how well he would like operate uh without the avengers right given that that nuclear level threat of like the asgardians like coming to earth and stuff yeah i guess and that's kind of fucked up too is like he had he you know the only way to save earth really is if you just use people that's like op you know what i mean so i mean I guess he's the party manager, right? Of like, of like both fronts, uh, the villains and the heroes. But uh, and also, it's kind of interesting to see after we came off of Loki. Uh, it's interesting to see Loki here as like the Avengers, so like himself from the Avengers, right? And he's still, uh, you know, evil uh, that we know him to be. But also, he takes, he changes too. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously he's he got something going on, right? He he just he just wants to dominate everyone. But we actually get to see how that looks, right? And it's way more peaceful than I thought uh, that we know of in a public eye. So I wonder where they could go with that. That's we get. So finally, we get to see like what would happen if he does take over. Um, and it's so funny to see that he actually is like very political in a way, like just uh, addressing everyone through media. So I think that's. Do you cool think too. the Asgardians would have got along with him though? Because I feel like a that's lot of weird. Them yeah, would have resisted, yeah. right? Like Heimdall or like Sif. Sif like, was there. Yeah, it was really weird. Or like uh, Frigga, right? Because she's still alive at this time. Right. Or what's up with Odin too? Like, will Odin like how will he come up from his sleep at one well, point? Well, yeah, he was in the Odin sleep, so I, I feel like he like. But yeah, it's like if he woke up, like he wouldn't have like approved of the shit. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I guess that's like another uh, thing to ponder. What and if, if you think but... about it, if you think about it, like it would have been cool to see, like because uh, with Thor dead, right? Who is the next person to lift the hammer? Fucking yeah. Steve Rogers, right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's very true. That's uh, a good point. I wish we could have seen like Steve Rogers like lift the hammer. Right, because he would have been like the next Thor or something, and gets like a new shield. armor or something. Yeah. Right, yeah, like some Asgardian armor. Because I think in like uh in the newer um, well, no, this is Iron Man, but in the newer comics, like Odin forges like a like a Asgardian suit of armor for Tony Stark. So like yeah, cool, like maybe see him like like maybe like give him like a new shield too, like a like Asgardian shield or something. So it would have been cool to see that. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see like different uh like they brought back Captain Marvel too. Uh, late I, I thought that was cool when they were like they were talking about like wait he finds captain roger but he's like uh you ready captain and it's like all right who do you fight next <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty but, interesting. Um, yeah i mean that like uh i think a uh, fury would definitely have to outsource for new candidates for the avengers initiative right so i mean right now in this time period uh there's not a lot of like heroes um outright because most of them are like effects it's like kind of like zemo it's like most like even though there's a lot of villains there's also a lot of heroes that are caused by the avengers right so um dr strange falcon uh wanda even vision right yeah vision was a, a product of ultron which was a product of of uh tony so it'd just be interesting to see like who he would choose as like candidates for like the next avengers because you'd have to like move on right that's kinda definitely like, a, uh, yeah. I'm kinda, sorry. Kind of like how like Amanda Waller, like she finds like the best candidates for the Suicide Squad. 
And then that's very interesting because I'm wondering, is it better when some characters die, right? Um, I think that question was asked before in Age of Ultron or even uh, the Sokovian Accords. Is it like not answered if somebody will die in the Sokovian Accords, but like, is it better, right? So you, you get rid of some threats, you know what I mean? Such as uh, Ultron, right? Um, you just, you, because everybody, like in the comics too, a lot of people are byproducts of, of the heroes, right? And there's like contrasts to that, you know, and, and almost like they're like dark reflections sometimes, right? Um, like what if uh, Thor takes over instead of Loki, you know, it's kind of like the same thing. They're both embedded in the same culture. So it's like, it's definitely an interesting question. Uh, makes me really think like, uh, yeah, what if, uh, I mean, there's some people that will remain the same, such as obviously Kang or like Mysterio because he, that's just his character. But like, I feel like some, some villains definitely will never be shown. Um, or never. Well, Hydra seen. would still be present. Yeah, so but that, you know, Bucky yeah. or or Artem Zola, like they'd still be, and Pierce. So mm -hmm. I feel like they would. They, I think they would have a larger role actually, because um, with Loki taking over the Earth, mm -hmm. they would still see him as a threat, right? So they tried to. They just work as hard as as Fury and try to like weaponize stuff, right? Unless they try to work together too, unless Loki like promises them like some technology or some shit like that. Uh, well, if this is separate, because you were right, actually, I thought that it was all connected. It, this episode definitely proves that it's separate because Iron Man has to meet Killmonger. Unless, unless that episode <laughs> somehow takes place like before this one, but I don't think so. But, uh, Hi, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, like if they do get like tech or something like that. Um, and and work together i i could see that maybe happening too i don't know what's in the cards and again everything's kind of like you're closing off the closing off the possibilities of like you know move on to the next episode that's it i don't know if they carry on with some characters and it does remind me of like a, the dc uh tales of the dark multiverse right with tempest Pugnut actually is like the role of the watcher and like watches over people and stuff like that and those stories are usually closed off and you don't really hear about them um, but it's definitely like a cool possibility of like, what if uh, Azriel turns to the new Batman, for example, and like he kills Bane and shit like that. Right. So it's like it's all this stuff um, involved. And I think it's really cool. I can't wait. Like we talked about earlier, the tone is amazing. Um, the pacing actually I, like I always for some reason I have this eye for pacing and it definitely is fast for me, but not in a bad way. If you do if you mold some episodes around that pacing i think it works really well like this Chitala episode or this episode um the first episode not so much because there was more about symbology and stuff involved that you they should have showcased but um I, yeah i'm i'm excited yeah i totally agree um i don't i think there is six episodes left because it's nine episodes altogether. correct um and they did they did green light a second season they did. I heard that on actually, uh, I, I believe it was a report from IGN, but like a, a plenty of other sources. They definitely did. And I think it's cheaper to make two. Um, and it's pretty fast to like record actors, you know, their lines right. and stuff like that. And again, the pacing is fast, too. Like for me, the pacing is fast and it's only a 30 minute episode. I mean, for me, Star Wars episodes like the Bad Batch or something, I don't feel like the pacing is fast whatsoever. And that's like 25 minutes right but like here right. it's like for some reason i think they're trying to fit in a lot of stuff right too because i don't think they're going to touch up on it later uh because they really want to because it's it's too big of, of an idea right like many things like for example loki taking over there's so many possible ways that could go about but we just probably want to see it because there's just too much like to get into 
uh, maybe for another time. So season two, I definitely want to see more characters or obscure characters or characters that are announced to appear in a TV series later on on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, there's definitely like a lot of possibilities for season two. Like you said, like we could get like part twos or part threes of uh, of episodes now, like just continuing like stories that they've told already. Or like they like you said, like we could just see like more uh, characters, like because we have a lot more content coming out with Shang-Chi and um, the new Spider-Man and um, Kamala Khan. So we'll definitely probably get more of those characters potentially with the second season. Um, there's a lot of room for content, you know, because Marvel just keeps pumping out <laughs> content left and right. So uh, I'm definitely excited for what the future of Disney Plus is going to hold. Absolutely, my friend. Because they're hitting it out of the ballpark right now with Star Wars and Disney and good quality stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more points before we wrap up? Or uh, no, that's it. That's honestly that's uh, <laughs> pun in a question. What if if I had more right. stuff? But yeah, no, that's. <laughs> That's it. It's, I, I love the episode. This episode is probably one of my favorites as well. Definitely. I did like it a lot. Well, guys, that about wraps up our discussion for today. Thank you for all our listeners for tuning in and supporting our channel. We appreciate your patronage as always. If you like this discussion and would like to hear more topics like this, please give this episode a like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we have a Spider-Man uh, Far From Home trailer reaction out right now. So there's a lot of hype surrounding it right now. So, you know, we had to hop on it. <laughs> so go check it out. Uh, and if you want to get to know us more, you can follow our social media accounts. Um, Akram's at uh, Greensteel. I have a yes. TikTok. So. Yes. <laughs> follow us. Don't sleep on us. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're probably gonna sleep in us, but whatever. Probably <laughs> our one follower, but uh, <laughs> you know dad. we're yeah, no, we're improving things and and we're having fun <laughs> while doing it, right? And we can't wait to uh, show you guys what we got. So stick with us. Definitely, we'll definitely be putting more more content for you guys in the future. So, um, well, that about wraps it up. So until then, guys, thanks for having lunch with us. Bye bye.